0: Yeah, so I, I thought that was pretty incredible. You know, this is this is Canada's band, and this is, you know, a, a national treasure in some ways. And yet, here's the lead singer being very critical, openly critical about what is Canada and what Canada represents. So I think that was my my in. This was that was you know, there's something interesting here. And, and what I found particularly interesting was um, all of the like Canadian iconography that was at the show. You know, Canadian flags and said, you know, the tragically hip over a Canadian flag was kind of on the screen many times in the show. And then, and then Gord Downie calls out the Prime Minister during the, the show and kind of criticizes the state of things. I guess after it happened, uh, there was a lot of things posted online of, of these different viewing parties and the news clips and things. And it was just really incredible to see people's reactions to it, not only the band themselves, you know, they, they, they were very involved and they looked like they were having a great time and, and really enjoying really enjoying that moment, but the audience as well, and, and seeing, you know, the, the, the viewing parties across the country who weren't even in Kingston that were, um, you know, so moved and, and almost in tears at some point that, you know, this, this music was happening. No, I was actually um, coming home from a a friend's wedding, so I was watching it on my phone in the back seat of the car. So that was a a little more, I guess, uh, isolated experience. Michelle
1: McQueen is a master's student in the music and culture program at Carleton University. Sorry, she was a master's student.
0: Yesterday afternoon I I had the defense and passed with some minor revisions. Thank you, thank you.
1: Michelle's thesis and her video both look at how the Tragically Hip differ from other Canadian bands and how they construct our general shared idea of what a Canadian identity is.
0: Yeah, yeah, so d- definitely in their lyrics, and I guess Coytownie is mainly responsible for that, there are so many Canadian references in the lyrics. And oftentimes, while they're—I they're, wouldn't say they're anywhere as near as overt or as openly critical as what he did during the final concert—they do kind of have a darker spin than what is, you know, uh, typical references to Canadianness. Like they're not—they're not celebratory; they're—they're they're more nuanced and they have, I, I, I guess, a more darker tone. So, what I looked at in my thesis, I used three examples, and I, I looked at Fifty Mission Cap and how that's a story about a, a hockey player who who died tragically. Um, I looked at the song Weak Kings, which is about the David Milgaard case, but not only about a, a woman who was brutally murdered, but a man who was also wrongfully imprisoned for, for over 20 years.
1: 20 years for nothing,
0: And the song Bob Cajun, which uh, I would say is kind of the most poetic of the three, but it does have a line at the end of like a bridge section, and their voices rang with that Aryan twang. So again, kind of like a a reference to maybe neo Nazism That, that happens in this country. These more nuanced more nuanced stories, I guess, that happen in Canadian life. Music, it's, it's such an important part of our lives and something that you know, everybody consumes and everybody interacts with on such a regular basis. So I think it's important to consider those deeper implications, those deeper meanings that are involved with, with art in, in all of its forms, yeah. I'm originally from Nova Scotia. So I only moved to Ottawa 2016 when I started my masters. I, I did do a bachelor of music program, so which was you know more applied, more playing music and, and learning the theory and, and things like that. But uh, when I got introduced to musicology and ethnomusicology and you know popular music studies, that was just something that really intrigued my interest. You know, just just talking about music and how music affects our everyday life, you know, our culture and our politics and things like that. I found that, that really, really interesting and something that I felt a lot more comfortable doing than, I guess, more of the creative or, or performative aspects of music. The Meridian, the Meridian, shot moving one. Making the video, I made a very conscious choice that, that I didn't want to be in it. Besides, besides my voice reading Everybody the script that here. I wrote, I kind of wanted to have... Uh, I, I just didn't want to be in front of a camera. I just didn't want to have my presence in there, for whatever reason, I don't know. I thought it thought it would work better just having different visuals. Doing it live, you know, I, I have to be there. So I think I'm definitely going to have to think of how to rework some things and, and tweak some things. Yeah, I'm I'm a little nervous, but I, I'm excited to not only see what my presentation turns out to be, but but everybody else, too, how they're going to transform these great videos and these great things, great posters and, and things into a live presentation. It's definitely going to be awesome. It's it's amazing the kind of work that's being done out there. I couldn't get over just, you know, how different they are and um, it, how we all fit under the same banner. But you know, but I think it's nice that we, we both have the opportunity, you know, to do that, because I think you need creative people, you need people you know, writing poetry or writing music and doing these creative endeavours. Because if not, there wouldn't be people like me to, to write about, you know, these creative things. I just wanted to, I, I wanted to finish it, so I had actually um, just received the uh, the final edits from my thesis my supervisor. So he, he read through the entire thing and here's everything that you have to change before you get to a defense draft. You know, in three days, we're just going to sit down and do it. <laughs> I think uh, I was nearing, like, I, I needed a break. I was at it for, for quite a long time. So it's like, okay, finally going to step away. I'm almost done. And then I decided to, to make some dinner and I finally checked my email. I had it turned off for the entire day and, and there it was. <laughs> so it was. Uh, it was it was really nice because I just felt like I spent a lot of a lot of hard work during this, this couple of days doing edits and then very very pleasant surprise and it, such a nice email too you know it was um, there's a light I the the tunnel.
1: <laughs> well. Uh... Thank you so much for talking with me. That's that's all I really wanted to ask you about.
0: And thank you for this this great idea. I'm, I'm excited to hear from all the other finalists too.
1: Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm not going to be able to interview everyone. I know at least two people who are, are not going to be available, but I'm going to try and do something for everyone. And yours definitely have a lot of Tragically Hip clips in it. Tragically Hip! I mean, Tragically Hip. Sorry, Michelle McQueen and the Tragically Hip. But thank you for being a part of 25 Stories. Cue the music. If a ladder receives the killer's face, maybe it's someone standing in a killer's place. 20 years for nothing, well, that nothing new besides. No one's interested in something you didn't do. We can